Welcome to My Messy Lessons, the podcast. I hope this show will encourage you to know and love yourself more, inspire you to look at things differently, or maybe just say, oh, thank God, I thought I was the only one. As you join me in my journey through life, please don't take it as the truth. I might disagree with myself 10 episodes from now, so use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. Before I start today, I wanted to let you know that June wanted to remain anonymous, so June is not her real name. (laughs) She was my first of the matriarchal interviews, and as I was editing this interview, I realized how terrible I was at interviewing. I felt like I hurried her and sometimes interrupted, so I'm not proud of my part in this interview, but I am proud of hers, that she was willing to share with me and with you. I've had the pleasure of knowing her for a few years now, and anyone she is in contact with can sense her deep and gentle presence. Her faith in God is an important part of her life and reflects in my interview with her. One of the things I admire the most about her is how deeply she cares about others, and that also shows in this interview. Every time we go our separate ways, she says, bless you to me. And I really feel as though I could walk into a tornado after and come out unscathed. Her blessing carries weight and faith, and I truly feel safer from it. Make of that what you will. I am blessed to have her influence and strength in my life and my family. Well, I'm very excited to interview you today. Thank you. And I am 88 years old. Mm -hmm. But when I think the first one was... You asked what I thought of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like a couple things that you've learned about humanity. Well, I re- I know that God made us, mm-hmm. and uh, He gave us. Uh, he didn't make us like puppets. He gave us choice, mm-hmm. and we make our own choices, mm-hmm. and we learn by doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes it's a very painful process. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> What do you see about people making their choices? Like, do you think there's something that leads to us making painful choices? Well, we, that's how we learn, by making choices. Yeah. And uh, uh, speaking for myself, I think I often make more mistakes than I do, but then I have to learn from those. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we keep making the same exactly, mistake and until we learn the lesson. Uh, sometimes it, <laughs> it takes a lot of doing. Yes. I agree. So what are two or three things or values in your life that have created the most fulfillment for you in your life, like over your lifetime? Well, I certainly believe in God, and if I didn't, I just don't know how I would live. And I wonder how people who don't, I often think about that. Yeah. Because... uh, I ask for God's guidance daily. Yeah. And if I couldn't do that, and when things are not the way that I like them to be, then I think, well, this is a learning experience for me, and I try and learn something from it. Yeah. 
Um, so that gives you guidance and, throughout your life. Yeah, and comfort. Comfort. Mm -hmm. mm. What else? Enjoy. Enjoy. Mm. Is there anything else that's created a lot of fulfillment? Well, my belief in, 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 human, in human nature yeah. and getting to know different people. and Oh, I, I like company very much. Mm. I like meeting new people. Mm -hmm. What is your belief about human nature? Well, you know? I think, as we say, God made us in, our in his image. And I think we are all born with the ability to love other people mm -hmm. and to care for other people. Mm -hmm. And it says we interact with others. That I learn a lot, and sometimes not very uh, pleasant to realize that you have said or done things that are not very helpful to someone. Yes, I mean one wants to be honest, but um, if you think carefully, you could be honest in a more helpful way than maybe just uh, speaking too quickly. Yes, that is something I need to learn more. Well, I think we something we all need to learn more. <laughs> That's true. Um, if you had a microphone and you could say something to the whole world all at the same time, and they would all hear you, and you could say one thing, what would you say? Well, I know that not everybody has the opportunity, has or had or will have the opportunity to know God. Yeah. They look to other things, maybe people, or just or maybe segments of their own imagination. Mm -hmm. And I wonder just how they get through life without the knowledge that God loves me, mm. that God loves us all. So you would want to encourage people, to, or you would want to tell people that God loves them? Yes. Tell them how important I feel having a faith is mm -hmm. I'm not maybe expressing myself very well because it's not something it's, it's not something you talk to, a lot about it's really. true and it's mm -hmm. hard to express in a way that really gets the feeling people, across mm -hmm. because very often that turns people off immediately right mm -hmm. I think too sometimes we mean different things when we say God yes and though so some people have a really strong aversion to the word God but maybe they still feel a similar thing inside that you feel when you talk about God. And so... That they're afraid to express it. Yeah. Or admit or, to it. Or, or maybe they just don't call it God. No. Mm -hmm. Right? No. And so That's what I, I mean. think a lot of times the um, like communication gets mm -hmm. caught in that. Mm -hmm. And it's not... Uh, it's not something that people talk about anyway. Even no. people who have faith, right. not nowadays. Before, sometimes we talked, we we pushed it too hard, and and we weren't very good examples of what we were trying to push or say. Right. But now it just seems that people don't think they need to have a belief in a supreme being. Mm -hmm. I think of all the people who work overseas in camps where people are, have no homes, nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I often think about when I'm, if I'm saying my own prayers, um, how do they give themselves the way they do to all these different causes? 
and because they don't live in in very happy circumstances or or comfortable homes, they have nothing much themselves, Mm -hmm. but they're doing a lot for other people Mm -hmm. who have even less than they have. And they certainly must get some satisfaction from what they do, knowing that they are helping others, and that—that's something. It's we all. It's we all. It's nice for all, everyone to feel that you are doing something that's helping others who need your help. Yeah, I think that that's. Um, I think that's something that um, brings human beings in general fulfillment and a sense of satisfaction with their life. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, mm-hmm. but I think it's true of all humans. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many studies that show people who are, um, like people who volunteer yeah. or people who do things for other people are in general, much happier than people who don't. Mm-hmm. Or no, they're not self-centered. They're not thinking just about of, of, of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, focusing on others. You've got to give something. Concern and love and empathy. How do you determine who needs your help? Because sometimes well, we try to help, but by doing so, we actually do more harm exactly, than good. Exactly, and that's and, not easy to do. And then sometimes you can help as well from a place of like, superiority you know like well i'm gonna do this for you because this is what you need but Mm -hmm. we don't actually ask them what what they they need need. right so how Mm -hmm. do you determine where to help and where not to help or how to help well you would have to have some conversation Mm -hmm. with the person and tips you know have some relationship with them and you you probably wouldn't say i'm trying to help you you would think of what they need and maybe suggest it to them but mm-hmm. not force yourself or your ideas yeah and how do you decide where to help overseas because i know you are very conscious of, of oh, things yes, that are going on in other countries mm-hmm. and you, you well know, it's important to you to like send money right. and, and uh, well that's what i financially support them and and pray for them mm-hmm. And think about them often, and I, 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 I'm, I'm always very happy when I get some information about what they're doing. Yeah. How do you decide which ones to support? Because there's oh, there's endless ones. I know, I know, I know. Well, I, I do. I support a lot of charities and and give to others overseas, because I think. There's lots of people here who help too, because they want to. But I really have a lot of uh, empathy for people who work away from their own homes and in comfortable situations. And they're dealing with distress and sadness and illness and all those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And with people who have no hope who really don't want to live very often because they, they never, they've never known what it was like to be comfortable and loved and cared for. Yeah. 
At this point in the interview, June and I started talking a little bit about her 54-year marriage to her husband. And from what I hear, it sounds like not only were they married that long, but they also still loved each other and still liked each other after that long, (laughs) which to me is a much greater accomplishment. So that is why I ask the following question. Also, I wanted to apologize for the squeal in the background. I have no idea what it is, and I could not find a way to edit it out. So my apologies for that. Um, what do you think is the key to a happy marriage? Trying to knowing and on trying to understand each other and trying to work together. Mm. Not uh, you not might be it might not always be the thing you want to do or how you want to do it, but work work together and try to see other people's point of view and appreciate. They have wants and wishes and ideas as well as you have. Mm-hmm. And, Compromise. Mm-hmm. Although lots of people don't like that word, compromise. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but sometimes you say it and people look at you. Life's full of compromises. I think a lot of people understand compromise to be neither of you get what you want. Well, I don't but know why I don't particularly look at it like that. I think if you t- speak about a thing and discuss it, you can maybe not get what you want, but you can see another's point of view and you choose the thing that's best for both yeah i think of compromise being you both get what you want really and it might not look Uh it might not look the way you thought it might look but in the end you both get what you um you know what you need out of the situation or and the satisfaction you get from knowing that somebody else is happy reasonably happy with the decision yeah or a lot of times it's it's finding a way that's not your way and it's not my way. It's, it's a third way that we hadn't thought about before we, that we're both happy yes, with. Like and you could work, work together at. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe when people hear compromise, they think me just giving up all the Sometime. time. Uh, I should say yes, that is true. And so, some people don't believe in compromise. They say they're right or wrong. Right. And wouldn't it be wonderful if you could live like that and just see things as black and white? I see things as gray in between more than I see them, you know, definitely one thing or the other. I think that's because life is gray. Mm-hmm. I think when we're younger, we think mm-hmm. life is maybe more black and white. Mm-hmm. But the longer, like the longer I live, the more I realize life is actually gray. Yes. Um, do you have any regrets? Oh, I have lots of regrets. Things that I wish I had done differently. <laughs> And what do you do with that? Well, you learn to the next time you you think a little more carefully mm-hmm. and don't make a decision quite so quickly. Mm-hmm. You think about it. You think a lot of the time, a lot of the things you regret are because you made a quick decision. Mm-hmm. I have a magnet on my fridge that says, um, never make a decision when you're tired or hungry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Hmm. So have you learned to take time when you're making a decision now? I have, yes. So you have less and less regrets as you go on? I do. Interesting. I try to. I don't always succeed, but I try to. 
Hmm. One of the questions that I had to ask was, how do you live a life with no regrets? But I don't know that that's actually possible. If you didn't, you would never learn. Yes. I've done that. Mm-hmm. Lots. Mm-hmm. Made the same mistake like 50 times. And then finally I'm like, oh. Oh, waking up. <laughs> Sometimes it takes a I long time. Gosh. Um, is there a lesson that you learned at some point in your life that really changed the way you lived your life? Yes. To really speak when you know it will not be well received. Mm. I'm thinking of when I was working and I had a lot of younger girls, students and so on. And sometimes you passed things over because you didn't want to be picking at it. Or not agreeing with some of their decisions or how they behaved or spoke to other people or so on. And I'm afraid I very often chose to not ignore it, but treat it too casually. Mm. And since then, you've spoken up when you feel like you need to say something, even though you know it won't be received well. Well, I'm not very good at that, I'm afraid. <laughs> but, at, even but that's yet, what started but you doing Exactly. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And how do you deal with the uncomfortability of saying something or knowing that somebody's upset with you because of something you said, but you feel like it's I the know. right thing? Well, you feel, I, I feel Thankful that I've been able to do it. But <laughs> thinking, why did it have to be at all? Right. <laughs> That's something I'm learning right now. When you're in those situations, what do you do? But, <laughs> as you say, you're, you're, I, I'm thankful that I have had the courage to do it, but yeah. wish that I had maybe said but I had to say in a nicer gentler way but then sometimes that, no matter how uh, gently or nicely you say it, it it's still going to make them upset it, yes but it's still important to you say do. and then also sometimes you say things in such a gentle nice way like not you specifically I'm, I'm saying no, general. Generally. sometimes we say things in such a gentle nice way that they don't actually get it true and so then it's a repetition. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. So it's something you I'm working at. I think something that helps me in those situations is knowing that when other people say things that make me angry, I'm think? often very glad that they did eventually. Like, not mm-hmm. right away, mm-hmm. but eventually I'm like, okay, they have a good point. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we get upset because it triggers something in us, you know, from our childhood yes, or, from, or something that we're not totally sure Turn about right. or something. Mm-hmm. But then after a little bit, we when see think like, about it like mm, that. it's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. So to end with, I believe... I believe that God guides me. And I believe that God speaks to me when I listen. (laughs) And take time to listen. And gives me the courage to do things 
that I know or make wise choices. I love? Well, I love because I am loved. And I want to return it. And I love my family very much. And um, I don't know? I don't know what it feels like to be destitute and unloved. That's a beautiful thing. I wish everyone could say the same thing. (laughs) But unfortunately, they don't. It's true. And it's so sad to see that people feel that way and then how they behave. Yeah. And the trouble it makes for everybody. Yeah. Um, what's something else you don't know? Something else. <laughs> Lots of things I don't know. <laughs> what's one of them? Well, I don't know the pain and the stress and agony that some people endure. Sometimes it's of their own making. Sometimes it's just happens. And how they deal with it and don't have a faith and a relief that God is in control of our lives. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not right to say God is in control of our lives. I should say that God is always watching over me. And that gives me peace. No matter what happens. And comfort. And comfort. So without yes. that, the peace and mm-hmm. comfort that you get from that, how do other people deal with exactly. it? Exactly. That makes total sense. Thank you for sharing. I wish you the very best <laughs> in your yeah. in your studies and what you're doing. Yeah. Thank you. Bless you. <laughs> This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to My Messy Lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons, The Community, and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and want to get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Floor Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful. <laughs>